Hey guys, it's Tom Higginson from the band Plain White Tees, and this is I Effin' Love That Song podcast. Each week I'll have an amazing songwriter join as a special guest to discuss their stories behind some of your favorite hit songs. Hanging out today with Chris Tompkins, old friend of mine from Nashville. We've written a ton of songs together, a lot of Plain White Tees songs, uh, Big Bad World, Meet Me in California. Welcome to Mystery off the Alice in Wonderland soundtrack. Lips off of our latest album. We always have a good time when we write. Chris has written a lot of amazing country songs. One of my favorites, not the one we're going to talk about, but you know the song Drunk on a Plane by Dirks Bentley. I heard that song and I said, I got to text Chris Tompkins because I bet he wrote this song. Like I could hear you all over that song. I love that song. But... Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. I fucking love that song. So let's dive in and just talk about that song. Kind of a cool little tie-in with us. We were both nominated for Song of the Year Grammy. You for Before He Cheats and me, obviously, Hater Delilah. And that's kind of how we met, right? You were staying in LA when we were out there, obviously, for the Grammys. And you like had a drink sitting next to our A&R guy or something. Right. Yes, and he yeah. overheard you saying about the Grammys, maybe, or something. Yes. And we just kind of like, you know, started talking in this bar in West Hollywood and kind of hit it off. And we ended up going, I had a room, it was a hotel bar. So we went back to the room and had some drinks and stuff. And Matt was like, man, you have to get with Tom. Like, you guys totally hit it off. And he was right. Totally did hit it off. Yeah, well, I was such a big fan of that song that year. Like, I thought for sure, you know, for the competition for the Grammys, I thought for sure it was either Before He Cheats or Umbrella. Those were the two big, you know, I was convinced I wasn't going to win because of those two songs. Well, there was also Rehab. Right, well, then Rehab came (laughs) in and won, and I didn't even think that one had a chance in that category. I don't know. But yeah, Rehab won it. So none of us won, unfortunately. But did you win anything for that song? Didn't you win yes. something earlier? Yeah, I did. I won a best country song. Hell so, yeah, dude. Yeah, Congrats. it was pretty cool. You know, so I kind of went into those awards kind of a winner. And I was like, you know, at that point, the stress has kind of gone a little bit. I mean, you're still stressed out when you're sitting in the Grammys and you see like freaking Ringo Starr and Aretha Franklin sitting beside yeah. you, you know? Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, that was an experience, wasn't it? Dude, yeah, I was sitting right across from Ringo, and the whole night, I was like, holy shit, I've got to say hi to Ringo. Like, that was just my mindset. Like, I was like, too chicken shit to go up and say hi to him. And it was right after our award that we lost, you know, where I was like, okay, son of a bitch. Like, I was like, (laughs) oh. And so at that moment, I went over, and I like, okay, I'm doing it. And I went and said hi to Ringo, because it was like commercial break or some shit right after that. And I went up to Ringo and, and I said, hey, man, my name is Tom. You know, I just wanted to say hi. I just lost that last award. And he said, well, smile, man, you're here. And I was like, yes, Ringo. Ringo yeah. knows. You know, it's exactly what you'd expect him to say, something like that. It was so perfect. Well, dude, so tell me a little bit. You know, I'm sure you've talked about this song, you know, a million times, a million different interviews and stuff. But Give me the basics. I'm sure we've already talked about it in the past, just hanging out, but were you writing it specifically for Carrie? Was it just another day writing session where you just had some magic that day or, you know, what was it like? Okay. The song started like basically with me walking up to a computer 
and just like starting to type lyrics just off the top of my head. And I kind of had, you know, you probably write the same way where if I'm typing lyrics, I'm automatically hearing melodies, you know? And so I basically wrote the first verse just at a computer. And what I had in mind was at the time, there was a country singer that was really big, Gretchen Wilson. And she had just had this huge hit called Redneck Woman. And she was kind of this edgy country, you know, she like dipped skull, you know? <laughs> so I was like, okay. And she was big. So I was like, let's write something for her. That's where my brain was. So basically I had a verse. So at that point I called the co-writer Josh Kier. And I was like, hey, he actually may have been in my book, my calendar for the next day. So mm -hmm. I called him. I was like, hey, I have an idea for tomorrow. So he came to my house and I played him the verse kind of on guitar and stuff. The crazy thing about it is I didn't know after I wrote that verse that we were going to smash up the truck. So I played it for Josh and Josh was like, okay, it sounds like there's a girl and she's outside of a bar. And she's pissed off at a dude. What would a girl do? And at that point, we just started smashing up the truck, you know, huh. and it's pretty funny. And then we were right. writing it. And then one of us threw out, was like, well, she needs to use a baseball bat. We were like, took a baseball bat to both. And then we're like, baseball bat. And one of us, I don't, I don't know who, which one of us it was, but we're like Louisville Slugger, you know, so. Yeah. Well, I think that's the best part of the song. I mean, I, it's hard to say what the best part is because it's pretty much a flawless song. But all of those little details, I think, make it. You know, the fact that you say Louisville Slugger. I think we've talked about before the $3 worth of that bathroom polo. Like... Yeah. That line, that's the last line of the verses, right? If yeah. you're not in by that point, you're like, oh, fuck off. You know, that's like the just smack you over the edge with that line. It's so good, so creative, so visual. And it's like, there's just some things that you would never hear in a song. And obviously that's kind of one of them. So it's like when you can throw something like that in there and make it work and make it perfect, it's like, yeah, that's one of those, come on, like you're flexing on that one. You already like are winning the strongman competition and then you flex with that last line. You know, I write a lot like that, like visually. I, I don't know. It's like, I want to write what I'm picturing. That's the hardest part is like how to kind of get that out in small details, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, that's kind of how that song's written. And it kind of puts you in that situation. And even girls that have never been cheated on, you know, they kind of, I don't know. It, it was just this, it was kind of a cool thing for Carrie Underwood because after American Idol, she was like the good girl, the good Christian. I'm from Oklahoma, you know, I grew up on a farm. Then she had the song, Jesus Take the Will. And then she had another song that was kind of another sweet kind of song or whatever. And then before Jeet kind of like flip-flopped her as an artist. Yeah, I was going to say, the artist you described writing it for sounds like the polar opposite of Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Sometimes that's why it works, too. You know, it's like, oh, nobody would expect this from her, and it's so perfect. Yeah. So in Carrie's career, you know, if you follow her career, she has the sweet songs that she's got, like the... I had another hit with her, Blown Away, that was like the daughter it was in an abusive relationship with her dad, and, she kind of let him get a tornado came through and she didn't wake him up. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> so throughout her career, there's like this kind of dark side, you know, it's pretty funny.
and it's all thanks to you. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and, and her name's <laughs> Carrie. So there's this like Stephen ah. King kind of like, you know, she's an interesting artist, fam. I never thought of a Carrie connection. That's funny. <laughs> well, you know, and of course I've tried to write, I will say this, I've written probably 50 songs trying to rewrite Before He Cheats for Carrie Underwood. Yeah. It, it's hard to recreate things. You just got to move, you know, just keep going and evolve. Yeah, I've never really tried to rewrite Hey There, Delilah. Maybe I should. I don't know. You know, like, uh... <laughs> that's such a perfect song. It's like, it's, uh, man, what a great song. Talk about, I fucking love that song. That song. <laughs> hey, thank you. Thank you. To all the Dude, people I... watching this, I, one of the first times that Tom and I hung out in Nashville, we went to this bar, and there were all these people out on the patio, on this deck, this bar Losers which is now, if you go to Losers these days, I mean, it's ridiculous, it's so crowded. But we were on this deck and there were, you know, 50 people or whatever. I like basically said, hey everybody. And everybody stopped and looked. I was like, this guy wrote this song and I'm making him play it for you. He started playing Hey There to Lila and everybody started singing. It was pretty awesome. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, dude, every time we'd go out anywhere, you'd always be like, you'd grab some like random girl. Hey, you know that song, Hater Delisle? That's this guy. He wrote that song. You know, you're just like, you love throwing me under the bus with that one, but, you know. Well, it's such a great song. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah, that's what I mean. One of us, at least you won a Grammy. I'm still a big loser. I didn't win anything, so. If you've actually got an invitation to the Grammys in the mail, you're a winner. Hey, that's you know, true. It's a small group. You oh. know, there's a smaller group of winners, but the group of nominees is very small as well. You know, I mean, you're officially a professional at that point. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and there's the polka guy that's won like 40 Grammys. You know? Right, right. <laughs> or the people that win for like best instrumental record or something, you know. Yeah, I got to try for one of those categories next year. It'll be easier. <laughs> yeah, so one more little songwritery thing about that song. Every line in the verse starts with right now, which I thought is, that's just a, a dumb songwriter move where it's like, you know, you're painting the scene. I never really noticed that. I'm sure it just kind of glazed over me, but obviously today I was listening to the song, doing kind of a freshen up on the song. And by the way, it gave me chills when it hit that chorus, just because I hadn't heard it for a while. I was like, oh shit, it's so good. But yeah, just that you said you wrote the first verse really quick and it was that something you did on purpose or just like, was it just obvious that that's how it should be? You know, I've done that a lot with songs like where the first verse kind of mirrors the second verse. And I didn't set out and go, okay, let's just say right now every time. It's just an easy kind of out, whatever. It just kind of, I don't know, the way I write is I like patterns and stuff and it makes your second verse so much easier and you're still kind of locked into that visual thing you know right now he's doing this right now she's doing that so she smashes the truck up a little bit you get to your second verse and you're like okay let's keep the right nows and what else is going on so you're kind of locked into this thing as opposed to just like a leaving a blank page you know you kind of have to live up to that first verse you know yeah. Well, I always have a hard time with second verses because it's like, okay, you kind of set it up and then your chorus, you kind of give away the reveal or whatever is. And then it's like, okay, so now am I starting there? Has this already happened? Or am I going back 
to give more details about this thing that everybody, you know, it's like you already have the giveaway, but maybe that's just overthinking it or being weird. But yeah, that little trick of every line starting kind of the same, kind of like, hey there, Delilah, what's it like, blah, blah, blah. Hey there, you know, it's like kind of a similar trick I did without even really thinking about it. But yeah, it worked. And I think a lot of times, like you said, how do you live up to that first verse? I think in this song, especially, you beat it with the second verse, which is not very easy, you know? Like I said, the bathroom polo isn't the Shania karaoke. That's the second verse as well, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, come on. I got that line. My wife kind of helped me get that line. Well, in a way, we were driving by some redneck bar one day. And my wife said, this is probably like seven years before I even wrote the song. And she's like, I guarantee you in that bar right now, there's a girl with a Tweety Bird t-shirt on singing like, I forgot what song she said. And that stuck in my head, you know? I was like, we gotta use that. Cause you know, at that point, the girl's kind of, you know, driving it. The funny thing about Before You Cheat is that the girl doesn't go into the bar. She doesn't go in there and like try to catch him or like hit him or anything. So it's like, she just smashes his truck up. So it's kind of like, that's the funny thing about that song. It kept it kind of in like a mid-level relationship kind of word as opposed to like a guy really cheating on the love of his life. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Is it, I'd have to re-listen to the song. Are you saying, this is kind of a funny little detail here. Is every line a probably? Yeah. Uh, yeah. For all we know, this guy is not doing any of this shit and she yeah. still ruined his car. Well, that's the thing. It's like, we don't say it, but you know the situation. She knows something's going on. Sure. And I just can't, had that realization. I've, I've heard the song a million times and never once thought of that until we're sitting here. You know what? I didn't either. I haven't thought of that either. And I wrote the damn song. But, you know, it's like something happened. She saw a text or something. So this guy's like, hey, I'm going out with my friends or whatever. So she's kind of speculating. She's like, this is probably He's what's probably, going on. Probably doing these shitty things. So I'm just going to yeah. bash up his truck. Yeah. It makes her a little extra crazy. So that's good, right? I love it. I love it. Sounds like the kind of girls I go for. So yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And you know, even though, like you said, it's like, it doesn't matter if you've never been cheated on. It doesn't matter if you're a, a man or a woman. The song, it's like watching a good movie. You know, with all those details, you don't have to have gone through that situation. You can like just sit back and enjoy it. And like I said, the feeling the song gives you with those chords and everything and the melodies, it's enough to just draw an emotion out of you. And then, of course, you paint the picture. You fill in the gaps with all the little details. You know, no one in the world has probably thought that thought of like, wait a minute, you know, he probably did this. What if he didn't, you know, so. <laughs> I almost like it better with like, she doesn't know if he did it at all. And she's just smashing shit up. That's true. That's a better movie. It is a better movie, yeah. More, <laughs> more dramatic, for sure. <laughs> Um, the bridge obviously kind of breaks. Everything's kind of in a minor. And then the bridge goes to this feel good. And it's a quick bridge. Is that something you guys were like, wrote at the last minute? Like, oh shit, what's the bridge going to be? Like, uh, let's go to this chord. After we get finished that second verse, we were kind of like, okay, we got something here. And if I remember correctly, the bridge just kind of fell out. 
it was like, I went to the G chord and I, I don't know what key we're writing it in, but let's just call it the G chord. Everything's in sure. G. So the song was in E minor, which I don't believe in minor keys. I always Ooh. go to the, I always, like if a song is in E minor, I call it G, you know, because. Okay, sure. So the G, I believe in minor keys, but in popular music, it's like, because in Nashville, you have the Nashville number system and charting and stuff. And minor keys, that's just going to confuse everybody, you know? <laughs> so I just kind of usually chart it out in a major key. But anyway, like that was basically the only chord we hadn't played yet, maybe other than an A minor. An A minor would have been like, or a B minor, you know, it's just so pretty and dark. It just doesn't work for that. So we went to the one, and if I remember correctly, it was just like, hey, I, I might have saved a little trouble for the next girl. And then the last line just kind of came out. The next time they cheat, you know, it won't be on me. So Nice. That's kind of yeah. how it was written. That's the kind of bridge where it's like the song, like I said, by that fucking bathroom polo line, if you're not in, you're insane. So you're already in. The bridge just has to veer off for like a quick, you know, a 10 second. What do you do? One time through the progression, right? Next girl. The next time that easy. Yeah. You don't even repeat anything. It's just. Thing, and then you're back. Uh, I said D, say a little trouble for the next girl. C. Because of, oh, then it goes to a, a, we use an A chord instead of an A minor. Because the next time that he cheats, end of the beat, B. You know. Mm. So a little Beatles move there. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all it needed, though, you know? It's like, it's. Oh, and then that little breakdown is a nice little musical, a nice release. You know, you don't just go back to the chorus, you have a nice fill. This guitar, I wrote before cheats on this guitar, actually, I just realized. Oh. Crappy Yamaha guitar, that, which actually I love Yamaha guitars. This studio that I used to work for, this guitar was sitting around, it just sat around and sat around. And some dude had taken off the finish because he, he wanted to learn how they were built. I don't know why you would sand a guitar to learn how it was built. But anyway, I was like, can I have that guitar? I just asked <laughs> them. And they were like, yeah, if you want it. And then wow. I went right before he cheats on it. It's pretty nice. cool. Yeah. Dude, my guitar that I love to write on is a Hondo. Yes. My grandma bought it. She does these like little local auctions and stuff. So she bought it at the local guitar shop for like 75 bucks or something just for me to sign so that she could do some auction thing with it. And I ended up, before I signed it, I was like, oh, like started playing it a little bit. And I'm like, holy shit, this feels so good. And the action was so good. And so I ended up going to the guitar shop and buying another shitty guitar and signing that and giving it to her and keeping this one. Dude, I love that um, color too, that canary oh, yellow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like a, I don't, I don't even know Hondo. I don't know what the company is. But it's the greatest guitar company of all time. What are you talking about? Apparently it is, dude, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I swear, I don't think I've changed these strings in eight years or something. And the thing doesn't go out of tune. It's like the craziest perfect guitar to just bang around and write on it's awesome that's the thing you don't have to go out and buy some like three thousand dollar tailor or something and I, I have a tailor i've got 
Martins and oh what um, what are you talking about yeah exactly <laughs> Taylor guitars record so well too man sometimes almost too good you know like yeah. they're so bright and perfect sometimes you want an acoustic to be a little bit especially in more like rock and roll stuff you want it to be a little bit a little bit gnarlier and Taylor's you just can't get it's like too pristine sometimes <laughs> live you can't really beat it because live you want everything to be you know I have a Taylor that it almost plays like an old Gibson, you know, mm. it's got that kind of meaty beat up nice. sound. Nice. I love, I mean, I like all instruments. I mean, you can give me like a sleigh bells toy and I can make music with it, you know? Oh yeah. And, but really that song is a fucking banger. Like I'm not a country guy, you know, you know, I, I'll hear a country song every few years, maybe that, stands out to me or that I'm like holy shit and that song just transcended everything man such a beautiful song oh dude well thank you and oh yeah same for Delilah dude same thing you know thank you dude don't you feel like why the fuck can't we do that every time you know it's like every time you write something aren't you equally as like excited about it as you were with before he cheats or you know any of your hits it's like why aren't they all just fucking as good as you think they are or as good as that one or i don't know weird oh i know it's, it's the music industry man it's just this i mean you gotta suit up you gotta suit up in this business for know? battle yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know shit if it's that's the thing it's like delilah before cheats that's the defining song for your career if that's my defining song i'm happy you know it's like i did good you know? Absolutely. But man, Delilah, dude, what a great song. I'm actually going to listen to that after we get off here. I hadn't heard that in a while either. You know what I was going to say? One more thing about that song. I never really realized, but right. Dug my key into the side of these pretty little. So you go from, yeah. So, okay. So normally you wouldn't do like, if you go, you wouldn't go back to that C. I don't know, isn't that kind of, like I always thought that was, it's interesting that Delilah and Before He Cheats do the same yeah. move almost in that thing. Yeah, it's not something you typically, a lot of times there'll be like the C to E minor, and there'll be a passing chord, like a D or, or G right. or something right. like or that. Or you go, yeah, you go from the C to the E minor to the D or to the G. It has a copy paste kind of feel as a progression, you know? Yeah. Well, I noticed that. I've never noticed that before. And I noticed it today, like I said, just going back and listening. And I always thought that was an interesting thing with Delilah because it was like, I kind of stumbled upon that thing. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting to repeat that. Cause I normally I would use that as like a passing. Yeah, just go somewhere else with it. But I don't know, just weird that we both had the same kind of a weird, interesting progression move in those two songs that same year, both up for song of the year. Like, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't the lyrics at all that made it big. Yeah, it's the it's progression. progression. Yeah, Dude, I'm gonna write that progression tomorrow, man. Feel that. F A minor. All right, dude. Well, I'll let you go, but thank you so much for hanging. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna text you right now. And dude, anytime you're like doing some Zoom thing or whatever, or anytime you hear Delilah out there, hit me up and we'll hang again as soon as as soon as I can get to Nashville. I'll let you know and we'll we'll 
we'll go to losers and break out and hate their Delilah again or something. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, we'll get some gas oh, yeah. masks, you know? Yeah, there you go. Totally, dude. That, that's when you know we're fucked. It's when you start seeing gas masks. You haven't yet. I no. Think. Okay, yeah. No. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, good. you know? Yeah. Dude. All right. All right, man. Dude, man, that was so much fun. It's so great to see you again. Love hey, you, man. Good to see you. Love you too, brother. All right, we'll, we'll see you soon, hopefully. All right, take care, yeah. man.